powered by Google? <laughs> I don't know, Craig. Are you powered by Google? Are they are they about to put you in the graveyard? Now, are you going to get a, a headstone in the killed by Google uh, graveyard? Silence. Maybe he knows something that we don't. Craig, blink twice if you're in danger. Oh, God. Is Google going to put us in the graveyard? Craig, blink three times if we're in danger. Wait, we can't see Craig. I'm watching the microphone thing to see if it lights up. <laughs> Craig, um, say something if we're in danger. <laughs> All good, we're safe. Yep. Uh, yes. Just, uh, you know, from uh, bullshit politics and um, uh, politicians trying to kill us, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Other than that, we're fine. Oh, I wonder if Craig lives in Texas. Craig, do you live in Texas? Did you see... I'm glad that I had Craig on for this conversation. Did you see that the Texas, uh, the governor of Texas is rescinding all of the mask mandates and declaring Texas 100% open? And, of uh, course, I'm, everyone's I'm like, a, this is a really bad idea, dude. I'm giving it a week before my governor decides to do the same damn thing because he's a fucking nitwit. Well, my governor still hasn't said anything, and various cities and counties around the state are starting to say, like, hey, yeah, we can... Things are getting better. We can rescind our mask mandates. There's like a county, um, I forget specifically what the county is. I saw this in the news today, that after putting... Um, uh, uh, but Mississippi is also doing the same thing, by the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised about any of the states involved, but just Texas was the one that I... The big one I saw everybody flipping shit for on Twitter. Because it's, no, the, I, you know, it's the big one. I forget what county it is in Tennessee that after they put a mask mandate in place and actually enforced the consequences of it, saw COVID rates drop drastically. And now they're saying, okay, now that the vaccine is coming, we're going to rescind our mask mandate. And that actually happened over the weekend. So I'm waiting for, in in two weeks, one to two weeks, for the case count to skyrocket. Mm -hmm. Because Tennessee has got... um, I don't know if this is completely true or not. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. I, I saw a report today saying that Tennessee had the slowest vaccine rollout of any state because Tennessee has been super restrictive on who can get the vaccine. And so most of the general population doesn't have it unless you had like a super special condition that was able to bump you ahead in the line. Cause we still, you still yeah, can't. Yeah, so, yeah, so who did you blow to get yours? I am a healthcare worker. So uh, blink twice if you blew someone. Blink, blink, blink. There we go. I made you blink twice. <clears throat> but I mean, I did that voluntarily, not for the COVID vaccine. I was like, "Hey, thanks for my shot. You want a blowjob?" And they they looked at me strangely because there's like people around and a whole line. But then they, you know, they came and got in the passenger seat of the car, and we went over behind the barn. Well, you got to give them the microchip back, right? Absolutely. Or maybe maybe I'll get their microchip out of that deal. But anyways, Tennessee is, according to that report I read, has the slowest vaccine rollout. So, like, I'm just waiting for things to go bad. People are like, yay, you can, like, my family is like, oh, yeah, you're vaccinated. You can go places and do things. I'm like, no. That's vaccines, not how it works. That's not how <clears throat> getting a vaccine works. Everyone or most everyone has to get the vaccine before the, the disease dies down enough that you don't really have to worry too much about getting it. And aren't they 100, not 100% sure if the vaccine just per, uh, if the vaccine's preventing infection or uh, just preventing symptoms. Um, uh, I'm not 100 sure. I've read it, different things. Yeah, yeah. It seems like the jury's still out on that one anyway. Yep. 
at least last time I heard. Uh, I will admit, I have not kept up on that one because honestly, following some of the COVID shit infuriates me. It all infuriates me. But yeah, I, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day who was like, I mean, they're hardcore, like anti anti vax. And they're like, oh yeah, you get the vaccine. Why are you still going to the grocery store with your mask on? And I'm like, well, for multiple reasons. Number one, currently, that's the law. There are mask mandates. And just because they don't enforce them on Billy Joe Bob walking into the grocery store with his assault rifle doesn't mean that I'm going to be a dickhead. Nobody knows me or that I'm vaccinated. I don't want to stress somebody out because I'm a considerate human being. Number two, do you have the vaccine? Do all those other people have the vaccine? That's where like the uh, like the actual like herd immunity comes from. You vaccinate 70, 80, 90 percent of a population, give the disease no hosts and you se- severely limit or eliminate its spread. We're not there yet. So I might I might be more resistant to it, but that doesn't mean I can't get it. Yeah, what scares me is these nitwits that are going around talking uh, spreading conspiracy theories and like in that they're not going to get the vaccine, and it might be enough that it will prevent us from getting proper herd immunity. Yeah, I'm because still, I, it's a it's a rather large portion. I went uh, I went to the store um, yesterday. Needed to get some stuff, and I walked in. And I'm well. I went to the store yesterday, and then I went. I was going to go to the gym today after work and I pulled up to the gym and there were way too many people there. So I left and I went to the park and went for a walk in the park mm-hmm. and both at the store yesterday and the park today. I literally saw no one else with a mask on except for at the store, the employees. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I know that everybody in this back backwards, tiny town has not gotten vaccinated and mm-hmm. has not shared that fact with everyone else. I just, it still makes me so mad. I think most, like, I think it, most people who were kind of hanging on, I think have just started to give up at this point. I think they're just starting to give up and have accepted that, that, that like, you know, not enough people are doing anything. And they're like, fuck it. If I die, I die. And I mean, I can't, you know, mood. I can't totally blame them for that. But also, no, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, because Anita's had uh, knee problems the last uh, month or so. Uh, we've just been doing pickup and planning on uh, going to the store this coming weekend and actually not looking forward to it because I have a feeling it's just going to stress both of us out because people are idiots. Yeah. And I I guess since we're on Franken content, we're not going to be talking about Epic Games buying uh, the devs for Fall Guys because it it just infuriates me. I I I did I missed that. I didn't, I did, that I didn't put it on the list because I didn't want to talk about it properly on the show because I remember what happened with Rocket League. Yeah. And they're talking, they're spreading the same bullshit saying that it's not going to affect sales on steam. Bullshit. Yeah. This just went down today. Gotcha. That probably explains why I missed it, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I believe you, not them uh, when it comes to what's going on with this topic. Yeah, and it just prevented me from spending money on uh, Fall Guys when it comes to uh, Switch. Because it seemed like like the perfect little Switch game, you know? Yeah. But, well, that, that saved some money. Yeah, there you go. They'll probably give it away on Epic Games at some point. And I know that you don't yeah. do that, and that's fair. But I will probably get it when they give it away. I just don't. Well, one, I don't need 
yeah, another launcher. Second, I don't want to add uh, to the numbers that they're seeing. Third, I have a big fucking backlog. I could go play something else. Fuck Epic. Very true. I guess, though, it, technically we did just talk about it on the show, though. Just not yeah, in but, the usual way. Yeah, but not, but not in the show proper. Yeah. It, it wasn't enough to be a, a proper topic, so. Right. I learned about a lot of things this week. That's my, my franken contribution. Uh, I have a client who suffers from some body uh, dysphoria or dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not quite to the level where that I would say that they were anorexic, but they have very disordered eating and distorted views about what their body actually looks like. Um, and so they go on lots of uh, like fad diets and like, you know, like sort of the, the, the biggest worst, like juice cleanses you've ever heard of and like stuff like that. And you with 99% of people, you cannot logic them out of an emotional position that they've taken. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is someone that you can, but in order for me to logic them out of their position, I have to learn about the thing that it is that they're getting involved in, research it, present some evidence to the contrary, and then back it up. And I, I have helped this person get out of several, several bad things, um, uh, particularly like fad diets and stuff like pa- uh, paleo or or paleo, like the mm-hmm. the one where that it's like the caveman diet where you eat, yeah. you know, you put like a stick of butter in your coffee. It's like, no. But anyways, like, you know, some stuff like that. And most recently they've been doing, um, what, what did they, it, it, it's like a cleanse. Um, you know, you think of like juice cleanses or, or whatever, but this is, uh, it's called the master cleanse. Something oh that was that was made in like the 1940s, back when they were like trying to understand food science. And I, I, I like doing some research. Uh, so, like, so just past food science, where they were making cereals so people would stop jerking off. Basically, I think this person was trying to do something good. Like I can't find any other research where they've been like, "Yeah, eugenics is is great," and the Nazis were awesome. Like I can't find mm-hmm. anything about that about this person who created this thing. Um, it seems like the only work they ever did or, or had published was on cleansing and getting uh, toxins out of the body. I, I feel like this was prompted oh, following yeah. following like I feel like this specifically was prompted following uh, the dropping of the atomic bombs at the end of World War Two. Like that's where I feel like it came from, like reading the original research papers. Yeah, but then, as like, soon as turned, I hear nondescript <clears throat> word toxins without any yo. Know, identifiers on it just toxins yeah that, that's that's like a, a red flag being shot up like a firework and then a million little red flags falling down to this uh to the ground right yeah but i learned a lot about about cleanses this weekend um so that i could work to logic this person out of their unhealthy position um, and we had our session today and it was really good. They, uh, they responded positively to it, but I learned way more about cleanses today than I ever wanted to. Cause I mean, that's, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. The generic toxins with the, which don't exist. There's no actual scientific definition for toxins in the way that they're used in these health fad mm-hmm. BS diets. And the diets sometimes are contradictory in what they tell you to do. So it's like, obviously huge red flags to, people who are, who are looking at this critically. But if you're in some type of negative emotional state, you know, specifically you have... Yeah, you're susceptible to that. Yeah, you're susceptible to it. Then yeah, you, you know, you totally could give in to that. 
but yeah, toxins aren't real in the way that they're described in those types of things. Like there are totally toxins that can get into your body, like mm-hmm. radiation and lead and mercury. <laughs> but you know, doing a juice cleanse, if you get if you get, you know, radiation poisoning, a juice cleanse will not save you. You will die. Yeah, there's uh, no amount of kale in the world. No. And if you get enough radiation poisoning, no amount of actual real medicine will save you either. So yeah, although you might get a sweet superpower, so yeah, let's try it. <laughs> Worth a shot. If you're already, you know, sort of at the point of no return, why not? Even if that superpower uh, yeah, yeah, is go just look, super cancer. Yeah, go, well, hey, wait a minute, that's Deadpool's uh, power. Oh my super gosh, cancer. you're right. He got super cancer and now has healing factor and super strength. Yeah, unfortunately, his uh, cancer also has a uh, uh, healing factor and super strength. I feel like that's probably a best of both worlds. Maybe that's why he breaks the fourth wall so often. Uh, actually, canonically, that's why. Uh, basically, uh, Deadpool's like one of the few Marvel characters I've actually read up a little bit on. That and Spider-Man, of course. Uh, basically, the idea of it is that uh, the cancer is everywhere and because his body and the cancer is constantly finding it out, it's uh, depending on the continuity you're going for, because you have Marvel, right? Yeah. Different worlds and such. Uh, it's warped his mind to the point that he's actually able to tell that he's in a comic book. Mm-hmm. And it's also why Ryan Reynolds looks like a uh, avocado, uh, Fucked uh, the topographical map of Idaho or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, that's yeah. So circling back around to my th- my original thing, like that's my client. I guess my client story for the week. Uh, I learned something constructive and used it to help a client. Also, juice cleanses are bullshit. But I hope everyone listening already knew that. Yeah, I mean, if you want to learn about food science, there's plenty of really good books out there. Not just on what makes a good meal or different how different flavors go together, but how the actual science of uh, nutrition and food works. And uh, the problem is that there's that it's very hard to sometimes pick what are proper until you start going into yeah. depth on them. I mean, and, and actual food science too. Mm-hmm. I think one reason that it it gets so quickly and easily overshadowed by fad diets and whatnot. And, you know, these miracle things is like actual food science is really boring for the most part and straightforward in the sense of like good actual nutritional advice for most people is is like you probably should eat some more vegetables. You Mm -hmm. definitely need to drink some more water. You probably have too much protein in your diet uh, and you should eat less uh, sugary things. Oh, definitely. And then way too many calories for what we do these days. Yeah, and also, you know, add just some general light exercise to your daily routine. And, like, that's that covers it for most people. Obviously, if you have some type of condition mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. Like you're like, a goddamn uh, cripple? <laughs> you're, yeah, or you're a diabetic or you have other genetic conditions that mean you have to eat more specific special diets. And, like, yeah, by all means, pursue actual um, medical and nutritional advice on how to do that. But like, that's not exciting. And that doesn't offer people what they want, which is to not do anything differently, but lose 50 pounds yeah. or whatever. It's like, that's not how our bodies work. Yeah. The annoying thing is that your body could also 
do uh, things that is very counterintuitive. Like, okay, well, I'll just skip a meal. Well, that could actually cause your metabolism to slow down. Yeah, if your body kicks over into survival mode mm-hmm. um, and slows down your metabolism. So, you know, just 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 do whatever generally works for you. If and if you wanna if you wanna make a change, you actually have to make a lasting change. Mm-hmm. Fad diets don't work. Even if you lose a hundred or a hundred dollars, you definitely will lose a hundred dollars. Even if you lose a hundred pounds on the latest fad diet, as soon as you stop doing that, if you go back to what you were doing before, you will gain all the weight back. Yeah, and that's the problem, right? Yep. I've spent a lot of time coaching people on making lifestyle changes. And now that like now that they don't see me, I don't have to deal with the consequences of it. It's like, well, but you're fat. And it's like, yeah, I know. And honestly, I'm okay with it. It doesn't like, you know, I exercise and do what I need to do to make sure my diabetes is under control. And like, yeah, sure, it would be great if I lost 100 pounds. But even if that happens, like even if I do actually wind up losing the 100 pounds, uh, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take me years of consistent uh, dietary changes and maintaining them as my normal. And that's the other that thing happens. is that people are very impatient on uh, body changes, particularly uh, when it comes to uh, uh, diet, because you know, dieting is not fun. No, I mean, and and also, like I always tell people, like it took me fifteen or twenty years to get this fat. It might take me fifteen or twenty years to lose all the weight that I actually mm-hmm. want to, and I'm okay with that. And the other thing that frustrates people that don't understand science is that food science changes, and it makes it so that you know what would be considered bad for you could be, you know, maybe on second thought, but the big one that I remember growing up is how people went back and forth on eggs for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I understand it's frustrating, but you also have to realize that science is not a set doctrine. It changes over time as we get new understanding. It changes perspective and slowly as you get more answers, it changes what is considered good and what's not. Yeah. But that's not the you know, sexy thing that people want to hear. Yeah. If if you're, I mean, also you rage, but you know, if you're listening to this, whenever it comes out as Franken content, dear mm-hmm. listener, and you're interested in learning more about these things without having to do like a massive deep dive or schedule an appointment with a doctor or a nutritionist that you might not be able to afford based on your income and insurance and place where you live, yeah, especially if you live in uh, a shitty country like America. <laughs> um, there are a couple of podcasts that do really good um, overviews and occasional deep dives into this stuff that I listen to that I can like give a full deep throated wink, wink, not judge recommend to one of them is called maintenance phase. Um, and the other one is uh, science versus which science versus covers all kinds of stuff. Uh, you can go look and find their specific food episodes. They've done a few like um, specifically on like how much to diet and exercise, like truly like affect your, your weight versus how much of it is genetic and things like that. And looking into how exercise can help, uh, you know, with your mental health, looking into uh, specifically like wine. Cause there was the whole thing of like, um, you know, if you drink, uh, one or two, I think it's like two glasses of red wine a week or something like that. You're less likely to have heart disease, uh, which spoilers that is, is actually debunked because the original study didn't take a look at socioeconomic factors. So it was a correlation, not a causation because the people mm-hmm. who were able to afford regular wine 
tended to be middle and upper middle class white people. Uh, surprise, surprise there. But anyways, you know, stuff like that. So maintenance, fa- maintenance phase focus is exclusively on myths around food and exercise science that have kind of come up over the decades and generations. And then Science Versus, they have all kinds of stuff, but they do have specific food episodes where they talk about things. So if you're interested, there are some uh, couple of podcast suggestions for you. Uh, but yeah. yeah, the problem is that a lot of the food science stuff that I have uh, access to and I've uh, at least uh, flipped through and uh, read, it's been more about how to cook more than uh, the nutrition side of things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you... If you really want to take a deep dive into it, uh, the textbook for the Culinary Institute of America is a fucking expensive and massive book. But from what I flipped through it, it's, uh, it goes pretty well on nutrition as well. But, you know, it's like an $80 book. That's uh, You said that was a textbook? Yeah. Like an actual textbook, not like yes. you just called it. The, okay, that's really cheap for a textbook. Like, yeah, eighty dollars is a really expensive book. But I had I remember textbooks from when I was in school, like one, two. I had one textbook once that was three hundred bucks, and I told my professor, uh, well, I wanted to tell him to kiss my ass, but I just I told him I was like, I can't afford this. I'll have to share, and then I pirated it off the internet. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's actually on sale on Amazon right now, but still fifty some bucks. The Kindle version is 120 bucks. Yeah. That should tell you something, though. Speaking of cooking, I have a friend who wants me to teach him how to cook. Uh-oh. He's like a 20... He's 22 or 23. Uh, what level is he? Uh, he can't cook at all. Ultra beginner. He couldn't... He got... Someone... I, I think he said it was like his mom or somebody mm-hmm. uh, got him like a three-month subscription to one of those like food things um like blue plate mm-hmm. or whatever that sends you like the box of food and the instructions yeah. on how to cook it and like he couldn't even he, like he couldn't cook those so he was like hey man uh can you can you teach me how to cook like maybe like grill some steaks or make some burgers or something and i was uh, like I would, I would say no on steak i was i was like i, I told him i said steven i love you you don't know how to cook at all we're not gonna cook steaks right off the right off the gate I- that's you like know, me handing you the keys to a Ferrari when you don't know how to drive. I would start with a pasta dish. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to sit down before we start anything. I'm going to talk to him about the kind of foods that he likes. And then once we go through those, I'm going to pick some stuff that's relatively easy out of what he likes. I mean, I yeah, suspect pasta I mean, included. Yeah, I but, mean, if you want a second opinion on it, I'm willing to help. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, cause I mean, I, I, you know, I, I've, I've talked about cooking plenty of times. Like I know how to cook. I'm a good cook, but I would consider you like, if I'm like, you know, I, I would think of myself as like a, a B, you know, like a B level cook. And I think of you as like an A level cook. Oh, and then chefs, I would think of those as like S level, like S rank. We're using like video game rankings, mm-hmm. so, you know? So I, I think I'm above average, but I'm definitely not as good of a cook as you are. Oh, and that, like, baking, when baking comes into the scale, I'm like, how does mix it? That, that's not true. I'm not that bad. I, could, I can follow instructions to bake things, but you definitely, I, I would think of myself as, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm shit at decorating, at but I could, uh, I'm, yeah, I've made a cake for Anita two years running. Yeah. So, I mean, I can. And I she has a dad from them. Yeah. I can bake plenty of simple things, you know, kind of from memory on my own. 
and then I can follow instructions. You're not going to follow recipes, but. Well, know, well, see, well, see, here's the thing is that I typically follow instructions uh, or recipes whenever I'm baking, but it's because especially if I'm doing like my bread day where I'm you know, making four loaves of bread to freeze three of them uh, uh, for just sandwich bread and the such. Uh, I'm going by weights. I was going to say, that's the, like, that's the thing. Like I, that was literally going to be my next example. It's like, well, you, you might do that, but you'd w- do things by weights. So they're as accurate and repeatable as possible. Whereas mm-hmm. I don't, I just use measurements. Yeah. Uh, I actually have a app that uh, syncs all my uh, recipes between my computer and my phone and my uh, tablet. So it's uh, 720. Uh, this is for four loaves of bread, 720 grams of, Unbleached all-purpose flour, 720 grams of whole wheat flour, 452 grams of milk. And the reason yeah. why weights is that it scales a lot easier. So I'm not sitting there with a cup and like two teaspoons. Yep. So yeah, I think that's a good Franken content for this week. Yeah. And I'm uh, willing to chip in and uh, I could offer suggestions if you, uh, you need them. Yeah, I've got to I got to figure out when we're going to have this conversation. Um like when he and I are going to sit down and have this conversation. But yeah, I'm, I I'm trying to think I bet you Glenn would be a good uh uh YouTube channel to check out and also Good Eats of course. Yeah. Uh if he's willing to sit down and watch something or uh, Benching with Babish actually has a beginner's uh, st- uh yeah, the basics episodes. Yeah. I, I'm probably that's that's probably a good idea actually. You sit down with him and talk to him about the kind of foods that he likes. Uh-huh. Plan out some dishes yeah, uh, and have him watch some some YouTube videos that talk about the basics of cooking because that would explain things better than I could. I think because like I don't know. I feel like I would miss stuff or be like, yeah, so this is like a measuring cup and just like go buy it and not explain like how to use it or something like uh-huh. that. You know? Yeah, like uh, scoop and then level uh, three t- uh, teaspoons to a tablespoon. <sighs> Damn, I can't think of how many tablespoons to a cup because I always have to go check that one. Eight, I think. I'm now looking. This is why I have a chart <laughs> that's sitting on my fridge if I have to double check. Like the, well, let's no, it's this 16. Way. Well, you had half a cup. Well, I will say that volumetric uh, measurements kind of stink. Uh, but uh, I'm going to send you a playlist for Binging with Babish. This is season one. It does have steaks as episode three. Uh, I would not suggest that. I would go with pasta. Yeah. Uh, chicken breasts that don't suck. <laughs> uh, considering we've had a couple freaking episodes recently. Yeah, we kind of needed to replenish anyway. Yeah. I had uh, what, what brought this up was that he. Um, I would other- say sit with him on episode one. Uh, Essential kitchen tools as well, because that's uh, a really big one. Okay. But yeah, what brought this up was that the other night um, he called me. He needed to come over and get something. Like basically, Katie and I are like the mom and dad to like so many of our friend group because like we're we're age wise we're one of the oldest, or you know, the two of us are are a couple of the oldest people in the entire like sort of local friend group. Mostly Katie's friends, but a couple of mine. Um, we're the only ones with a house. The only ones with a kid, and so we have things like 
cooking utensils and we have our own washer and dryer and we have tools and like all of that jazz. And so whenever one of them needs something like, you know, we're just, we try to help everybody out. Like we're all in this together, you know? And so whenever one of them calls us and is like, Hey, I need to fix whatever. Do you have this kind of tool? And it's like, yeah. Or it's like, can we do laundry? It's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, you you just reminded me, uh, uh, Anita's brother-in-law came over to pick up, uh, uh, her niece late last year. And uh, uh, he walked through the kitchen because the way the house is situated, the uh, the easy way to enter the house is actually through the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's looking around like, I've never seen so much cooking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, like he... And, and I didn't even have like the stand mixer out or anything. Yeah. But he, he needed to, to pick... I don't remember what it was he needed to pick up. And I was like, yeah. And also, have you had dinner yet? Because like he's, you know, he's he's a would would it like 23? Would he be a Zoomer or would that be like the the babiest of baby millennials? I don't know. I guess uh, that's It's much. right there on the cusp. Yeah. You know, he's either, either like a Zoomer or like a baby millennial. And, he you know, he's got a shitty job and stuff like that. And I'm like, hey, man, have you eaten? Like, he's like, no, I just got off work. I haven't eaten yet. I need to come pick something up. I was like, all right, well, I just, you know, I cooked dinner. Let me let me make you a plate. And you know, I'll put it out with your stuff. And I had made chicken fried steaks, homemade mac and cheese and roasted mm-hmm. broccoli that night. And he was like, dude, this is like some of the best fucking food I've ever had. <laughs> and like, well, one, that makes me feel good. But also two, like, what kind of food do you eat? And it's like all like fast food and microwavable stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's and I'm like, do you know how to cook? And he was like, no. Can you teach me how to cook like this? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So anyways, doing dad stuff. There's a um, there's a YouTube channel I saw. I haven't watched anything on it yet, but it, it's what's it called? Dad, how do I or something like oh, yeah, that? I've seen I've, I've seen that one pop up a few times. People talking about it. Yeah, it seems really wholesome. Yeah, um, I, I've been meaning to watch some stuff on it and see, but I haven't. I haven't yet. But that that makes me feel, you know, like that, like. And honestly, it kind of is that. Like, I'm not going to talk about this guy's mm-hmm. history. He knows I make the podcast. He might listen. But there's stuff from his history that, uh, you know, he, he could use a, a good father figure. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, there's nobody around, nobody else around. So I guess I'll try. But anyways, let's uh, let's yeah, just make con- the show. Uh, uh, freaking content. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right. I haven't fixed the date yet. I fixed the date and then we'll sync up and get started. Woo. Only, uh, yeah, like 45 minutes late. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, you got a desk? Yep. Yep. All right. Ready to record in three, two, one, record. And for the sync, three, two, one, sync. sync. Ooh, I jumped the gun there. <laughs> Yeah, I was maybe a fraction of a second late looking at my, you know, my file. But you could have been a little early. I could have been a little late. It's tight. Yeah. Uh, the almighty editor will attempt to fix it, get uh, bored, and go uh, do something else. Go do something else. Go jerk off. That's that's probably likely. All right. <clears throat> Game face. Somebody randomly invite me to play Sea of Thieves. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, I had some I had some random guy that kept inviting me to play Minecraft the other day. Katie and I were watching a movie, so we're you know we're sitting on the Xbox 
uh, or you know, we're using the Xbox to watch in the living room. And I got like four invites in a row to play Minecraft from somebody that I don't know. I mean, I might have been friends with them at one point, but I've forgotten or they changed mm-hmm. their name or something. And I just like removed that person. <laughs> it's like, I don't know who you are. Go away. You're bothering me. Oh, you little scamp, you. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the fallout from the Xbox Bethesda stuff this week, huh? Yeah, what? I mean, I know that. Uh, they... There's going to be a thing this week about what the acquisition means. Hey, if it means Bethesda actually releases a goddamn good RPG, I'm all for it. I'm all. Because, yes. I also am all for that. Because they're, what, like three, four games since they've released a decent one? Um, I mean, I guess it depends on what your definition of decent is. Well, it's definitely not Skyrim. I mean, I think of Skyrim and Fallout 4 as decent. Fallout 3 also is janky as hell, but decent. New Vegas is good. New Vegas wasn't Bethesda. Yeah, I know, but it's it's under the same umbrella. Not really. They published it. That was it. And they screwed over New Vegas by uh, putting an unrealistic time frame on it. So I guess in a way, yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. So, I mean, Fallout 76 was uh, utter garbage, just too nice to that game. Yeah, I have even uh, had the motivation to install it with Game Pass. Oh, I fully intend never to install it with Game Pass. Oblivion? Okay, I'll give Oblivion. I like Oblivion. Yeah, good. Uh, Oblivion I'm a lot more kind to these days. Used to, I really disliked how they at the time felt like a really streamlined things, but now, right? Yeah. The only thing I never, I never did and still don't like about oblivion is the way the level up system works, but mods fix that. You yeah. change that. I don't, I don't feel like you have to have mods to fix the entire game. Oblivion feels like the mods were, were for tweaks to make it more specifically the way you wanted it. But I mean, mods are mandatory and <laughs> all the rest of the Bethesda games. Or the Bethesda RPGs, at least. Yeah. You know, that's just... So now the question is, uh, what does this mean for the next Elder Scrolls game? Are they actually going to be forced to do something decent with it? I hope so. Or better get Starfield, right? Yeah, that would be good, too, if they did something with that. Oh, shit, I forgot they announced that they were doing a card game. Uh, I'm, I'm on the Bethesda game list. I saw Elder Scrolls Legend. Oh, I forgot about that. I mean, I'm not going to write it off completely. Just mostly. Yeah. Yeah, there's Fallout. Uh, well, Prey. I mean, I guess we could call Prey. If, you, if you're if you including uh, Fallout New Vegas, then yeah, Prey gets uh, to be their last decent uh, RPG. I can live with that. Because was it Dishonored 2 rather disappointing? I never got to play it. I've never played Dishonored 2, so I don't know. I have heard it's disappointing, um, you know, following the Bethesda formula of oversimplify, they cut out a bunch of the interesting content and dumbed it down. I know the the, the final one, uh, uh, there was a lot of uproar about it as well, uh, in not a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mixed feelings about the removal of the chaos system and lack of character progression. Yo, no pro- uh, lack of uh, character progression in an RPG, right? Yeah. 
Oh, there's a there's a game I haven't thought of in ages. Oh, and it was 2011 too. Brink. <laughs> I forgot Brink existed until you just invoked its name, and I will forget it. It existed relatively quickly following the end of our conversation. Mostly because you're dead tired. Also, Brink wasn't very good. I never got to play it. It was mediocre at best. Just forgettable, obviously, because I've forgotten it. But I am also very tired, yes. You got me on that one. Yeah, I do know that, uh, like most games like that, uh, there was a potential there, but they just squandered it as well. Yeah. I, I seem to remember the parkour system more than anything else in that one. Uh, and how it was utterly broken. <laughs> oh, hey, look at it this way. Uh, we brought Brink back to life for a good, you know, 10 seconds before we both forget about it again. Indeed. Indeed. And speaking of forgetting things, bye-bye. Sure. Bye-bye. Oh, there's a big one. I had, like, my, my favorite kind of work day is one where it's relatively steady throughout the day. I get a good hour for lunch, a couple of breaks in the middle of the day. You know, that's like my ideal day. And the opposite of that is when it's balls to the wall crazy all day. You know, the worst day, worst type of day. But right underneath that is the type of day where it's relatively dead in the morning and then insane all afternoon. And I had I've had two of those days back to back where I had like eight therapy sessions before lunch and then like almost nothing after lunch, which just leaves me feeling exhausted for the rest of the day. Cause it's like just a massive drain. And then like just sitting around waiting all day, like, okay, who's, you know, who's next? Where's this next person? It's like cancellation after cancellation or no show after no show. So you me feeling tired, beat down. From like a numbers perspective, like it's great because you're still getting like eight billable therapy sessions every day. And that makes the bean counters and the corporate dipshits happy. But it's exhausting when it happens that way instead of it winding up being spread out. But, uh, you know, say lovey. But I'm going to put Craig to bed and then uh, I'm going to. Craig uh, was still there. Yeah, Craig didn't. Uh, he didn't disappear. I mean, it could be, you know, an hour of blank audio. But usually, hey, our best stuff. Usually, if Craig can't hear us for more than a few minutes, it drops out and sends you a message of like, no audio was detected. But I I did get the warning message. It's like, hey, I haven't heard anything in a while. But not the message that said, or, you know, obviously he didn't drop out. And then not the message that said he couldn't hear anything for an extended period of time. 